0: or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger Podcast, Today's episode is Gut Health Centered, which you know is a really, really fun and interesting topic for me as the founder of a supplement company myself. It is brought to you by Just Thrive Health, and I am speaking to the co-founder, Tina Anderson, who I actually met during Dear Media IRL back in May. And I heard her speak, and I was Familiar with her probiotics, but hadn't really done like full research into it, which obviously I proceeded to do after meeting her. And you guys, this I can honestly say, as the founder of a supplement brand, is probably the best probiotic I've seen on the market. It is really, really high quality. I personally was using it for a little while before this interview came along, and I actually wanted to bring on just Thrive Health as a partner for the podcast because I absolutely adore this product. So today's episode is, again, as I said, all about gut health. We talk all things probiotics, myths around probiotics, because honestly, there is so much bullshit out there and so much misinformation about what kind of probiotic you should be having. And I just really wanted to bring an expert on to clear like, you know, like actually like work through the bullshit that's on the market so that you guys can make better decisions. We obviously talk about her products, the research behind it. This is like a very robust conversation. And I really enjoyed having Tina on the podcast. Also, I I mean, I talk about this during the episode, but I've been using the Just Thrive probiotics because unfortunately I was on antibiotics for about a week after a root canal situation. So I really had no choice, but the goal is obviously after you go on antibiotics to build up your gut again, and the Just Thrive probiotics have been absolutely phenomenal. So before we dive into the episode, we also have an offer for you guys. For a limited time, you can save 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive probiotic or Just which we'll talk about in this episode at justthrivehealth.com with promo code DREAMBIGGER. That's honestly like getting a month free, all with a money back guarantee. I'm adding a clickable link in the show notes so that it's easy for you guys to access. But like, honestly, this probiotic is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm so excited to bring you this conversation with Tina.
1: Hey, friend. I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie, and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: I'm going to start talking about why it's not so great to be overly clean. So what I mean by that is using cleaning products that kill 99.99% of bacteria or constantly using hand sanitizers because I know that that causes like gut dysbiosis as well because essentially we're killing off all bacteria but you're the you're the expert here so <laughs> you tell us why maybe that isn't the best thing to do.
1: Yeah, well, I think we've just been so brainwashed all these years to just be clean, clean, clean. And and like you said, you know, fine cleaning products that says kills 99.99% of the bacteria. But what we realize now, ever since the Human Microbiome Project was launched by the National Institutes of Health about 10 years ago or so, we know now that our bacteria is our friend we love bacteria. I always say we need a PR campaign for bacteria, you know, because less than 1% of bacteria is actually harmful. The overwhelming majority of bacteria is actually incredibly beneficial, if not critical to our overall health. And now we're living in this world where it's like hand sanitizers, you know, all like bleach products, all these products that are just killing off all of our good microbes. And we need those microbes. Most of our bacteria is like living in our gut, so our intestines. But we do know we have a whole microbiome system on our body, on our skin. I mean, there's the gut-brain access, the skin-gut access, all of these different connections between all these bacteria talking back and forth to each other. So it's really important that we're not killing off all the bacteria. I look at it as like an ecosystem. We want a nice balance of the Mm -hmm. good and bad bacteria, but we certainly don't want to be killing off that bacteria. We want to get our hands dirty. And if we lived in an environment where the soil was clean and was filled with all the nutrients. I mean, I would really say get in the dirt and, you know, eat off the land. But unfortunately, the soil that we're, you know, using now is pretty contaminated. Mm-hmm. I actually remember
0: reading this book. It was a few years ago. And I remember like my jaw was just like on the ground the whole time. It's called Eat Dirt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard, I have, of, the book. I, I've heard of it. I've heard I haven't read it. So it's really fascinating because I forget who the author was. But in this book, the doc- it was written by a doctor and he was saying that like we're so worried about being sterile all the time that like even doing things like having a dog that goes outside exposes us to bacteria, which right now we just don't even have access to. And like things like, for example, like if a baby is able to be born from the vaginal canal, like they're getting
1: access to a lot more bacteria if they're coming out from like a C section, essentially. Oh, absolutely. I say that all the time. I mean, it's actually the only time We're inoculated with our bacteria is during vaginal childbirth, close skin to skin contact and breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. So we get our lactobacillus and bifidobacterium bacteria, which is the predominant bacteria that's found in our gut the only time we really get that is through vaginal childbirth. And so it is so critical that if your baby has to be born by C-section, which of course that has to happen. Sometimes you need to make sure we're protecting the mother's health, but we also want to make sure that we like swab the vaginal canal and put it on the baby.
0: Yeah. I read that as well, that like, if you do have to have a C-section that doing that is really, really beneficial because also right now when we're so sterile and obviously this goes beyond a baby born, Mm -hmm. not through the vaginal canal, but just like with constantly being so sterile,
1: there's been a spike in allergies as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean that I'm obviously much older than you. I may have adult children, but when I was a child, I went to school. I knew one child, one classmate that had a peanut allergy from kindergarten all the way through the end of high school. Mm -hmm. And I went to a huge high school and nobody else had, I mean, nobody had allergies back then. And now it's like, it's so predominant. I sometimes attribute that also to, you know, obviously it's the world we're living that's so disruptive to our gut microbiome. I mean, from the chemicals that are in our food, the, you know, glyphosate that's found in Roundup and it's sprayed all over our produce, you know, antibiotics that we take, all these different types of disruptors. And and as a result, people now have so many more allergies. In fact, there was a study that showed that households that use those cleaning products that says kills 9999 percent of the bacteria actually have children with a higher incidence of allergies and autoimmune issues no way yeah isn't that crazy That's insane.
0: And is it just because they're not getting access to like all
1: kinds of different diverse bacteria? That's why? Yeah, exactly. And we're killing off our own bacteria that's so beneficial to us. I mean, of course, like if I'm cleaning the toilet, I'm going to maybe use some conventional cleaning products, you Mm -hmm. know, but on a regular basis, all we want to do is just use some water and put some essential oils in it and just kind of wipe off your countertop. But there's no reason to be using all of those you know, household cleaning products that's kill, that are killing the microbes all over. We already know we live in this world that's so disruptive to our gut anyway, so we don't want to add to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, I, like on that note, there's a little bit of a tangent, but
0: like since you said that for your cleaning products, like, you know, just using some water and essential oils, what about when you cook with meats and stuff? Then is it okay, would you say, to use antimicrobial right, products? Right, right. Yeah, I would be careful with the meat, of course. Yes. So we're already on this path speaking of the importance of having a diversity of bacteria and how it leads to things like allergies and you know autoimmune conditions but outside of that what are the long-term consequences of a weakened gut because I think that when people think of the gut they just
1: think of digestion and it just goes beyond that yes it's so true I mean everyone thinks oh I have gas and bloating or diarrhea and constipation or acid reflux or you know people always think oh I have I have some gut issues and Yeah, absolutely. Those are certainly signs that you have some serious gut dysbiosis going on. But what we're now realizing is that it's hard to find any non-communicable disease that's not associated with some imbalance in the gut. Mm -hmm. So we think of like anxiety, depression, and Alzheimer's, all these brain inflammation, inflammatory conditions are really stemming from the gut. We know like, you know, autoimmune issues, of course, are stemming from the gut. We know even like heart disease, diabetes, cancer all have some type of tie to an imbalance in the gut or the leakiness of the gut wall. So it's really, like I said, it's just hard to find any disease out there, non-communicable disease that's not attributed to some type of imbalance going on in the gut. And again, that Human Microbiome Project that launched about 10 years ago told us more about the gut and how important it is to, it's so critical to all aspects of our overall health. It's insane. There's just so much to it. So we were discussing
0: a little bit before we started this interview. I unfortunately had to go on antibiotics because I just had like a really gnarly root canal procedure. Mm -hmm. So if someone is on antibiotics and let's just talk about me specifically, what can I be doing to kind of strengthen my gut? Because essentially what antibiotics is doing is like wiping out everything. It's like a nuclear bomb for my gut. Yeah, exactly. Really
1: upsetting. <laughs> it is really upsetting, but there's good news. But yes, I mean, people need to go on antibiotics from time to time. The scary part is there's the antibiotics now found in our food supply and our you know animal products. So I would always tell people to avoid that kind of thing. But of course, sometimes antibiotics save lives. I think they are prescribed unnecessarily a lot, but there are times when we need to take them. And so if you are going to be on an antibiotic, the good news is doctors now are telling you, oh, make sure you're on a probiotic. The problem is that the majority of probiotics on the market do not withstand that journey. When they're in the gut and that antibiotic goes in, it's destroying the probiotic. The really exciting thing about the spore-based probiotics that are used in Just Thrive, actually, we've done studies on this with the strongest antibiotics out there and they show that they survive the presence of an antibiotic. These spores are so robust that they actually go back into their spore shell and when they see the antibiotic and then when the antibiotic is gone, it goes back out and it's helping to rebalance the gut microbiome. So, And we have studied this with liver encephalitis patients on the strongest antibiotics and these spores actually Withstood the presence of an antibiotic. So I would highly recommend that you stay on the, you know, just thrive product for, you know, I would say take two at the same time. The normal dose is just one mm-hmm. capsule a day with food. I would just say take two at the same time. And do that for, I would say, probably at least a month. I mean, you want to do it while you're on the antibiotic Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, a couple, three, four weeks after the antibiotic. Because there are studies that show antibiotics wreak havoc on your gut for up to a two-year period. So you want to get on top of that and make sure you're helping work alongside the antibiotic. Now, it is important, though... To know what kind of probiotic you're taking. And mm-hmm. there was just recently a study that came out by the Weissman Institute, and it actually showed that some of these probiotics that have 15 different strains in them, they, and they're not studied together, can actually compete with your gut flora especially when you're on an antibiotic. And this is a really alarming study. And this is what scares me so much about the probiotic industry is that there are so many, you know, we live in this world where more is better. It's America, you know, bigger is better. And so people want 15 different strains, 10 different strains, 20 different strains. But by and large, none of those products have been tested to see how they work together and that is really really critical when you're choosing a probiotic because you want to make sure that those strains work together because when you have a 15 strain probiotic one strain could compete with another strain and actually get rid of that strain or two strains could come together and actually create a new strain that nobody knows anything about it is it health- beneficial is it harmful people don't know. So that study was really, really scary because people now know. I'm so happy that doctors are finally telling people, go on a probiotic if you're on an antibiotic. But the key is to be on a spore-based probiotic because we know, we've studied this to know that they actually survive the presence of an antibiotic and withstand that presence of an antibiotic. I love that you
0: brought up the fact that, you know, we do live in this world where more is better, right? And I mean, as someone who is also in this space. I mean, I could not agree more with you because sometimes I'll see like products on the market where it's like a supplement and it's, it claims to do X, Y, and Z and there's 20 ingredients in there. And I'm like, Okay, these are just essentially buzzy ingredients, but no one has bothered to do clinical trials on how they all interact together, whether they're canceling each other out, whether they're complementary, like we're just putting things in there because it's like cool and it's, you know, it's a buzzy ingredient. And so I love that you bring that up because I have read studies where, you know, because companies are just putting together all of these different strains, it's kind of wreaking
1: havoc havoc, and doing more harm than good, which is crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, a case in point is our psychobiotic product has this strain in there called bifidolongum 1714. When we studied that strain with another bifidolongum strain, mm-hmm it negated all the effects of the 1714. Like the the first strain, this strain, this bifidolongum 1714 has been extensively studied on bringing cortisol levels down, increasing the gut-brain connection, all these incredible studies. The minute we tried to, we were testing it to see how it would work, how it would play nicely with this other strain, it negated all of the effects of that first strain. So, but people are not doing this. What, What companies are doing are taking these extensively studied strains. Like individual strains. Individually and relying on those studies, but with no knowledge of how they're working together. And it's scary because probiotics is like a buzzword and like companies are taking, you know, really fancy bottles and really fancy marketing and fancy research studies, but not of the combined in product and the combined ingredients. So really important to be aware as consumers, as you know, within this, like, because you're in the same space. Yeah. Okay. So with
0: that being said, I know that we've touched on the fact that your probiotic is spore based and I, I should Probably say it right now to my audience that, like, I have been taking your probiotics while on this antibiotic journey Mm -hmm. and before as well. I started looking into it when we met actually at the Dear Media Conference, and I was like, this is an incredible product, and I've been using it myself. It's really excellent. So, can you explain to people what it
1: means to have a spore based product? Yes, thank you. And thank you for, you know, being on our product. That means a lot to me, especially for someone who's so knowledgeable in the gut health space. So thank you. So yes, a spore base means it, these bacteria have this endospore shell around itself. Mm-hmm. So this shell allows it to be dormant. So when we think of bacteria, we want a live microorganism. That's what everybody says. You don't know, want it to be Live. Well, when the endospore shell is around the bacteria, it is actually not live. It's dormant. It's in a dormant state. But that dormant state is what allows you to swallow it and it doesn't die. It allows you to get through the stomach acid and it doesn't die It's because it's protected by this spore shell it's when it hits the intestines that it recognizes that this is its home. Mm -hmm. And it takes the shell off. And that's when it goes into a live vegetative cell state. So, you know, we're thinking, oh, my probiotic needs to be refrigerated to be alive. And it's like, No, that's actually a sign of a very weak probiotic, because if a probiotic needs to be refrigerated to stay alive, how in the world would it ever survive your body temperature, which is 98.6? It can't even withstand the room temperature of the store shelf. So how would it survive your body temperature? And the answer is it doesn't. But then, much less, what happens when it gets to the acid in the stomach? The stomach is very acidic. It's meant to be the gastric barrier. The overwhelming majority of probiotics are dying by the time they get to the intestines.
0: And I don't think people realize how acidic the stomach is. And you can't just have something fragile going in there. It's just not going to survive. Like it can burn your skin if you are to like, you know, touch stomach acid, right? Yes. Yes. If your probiotic is sitting in the fridge, it's like so dainty. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) What's going to happen when it's in there? Right. It's going to die. I mean, we've studied this over and over again. Mm -hmm. I mean, the majority of probiotics will die by the time they get to the intestines. Now, will they do something they might do they may change something a little bit but they're not making a true change the difference with spore based probiotics is once they get there alive they take their shell off they become alive they stay there for 21 to 28 days where they actually are making a change they go from the small intestine all the way down to the distal colon where they're making a true change to that whole ecosystem of your intestines and your gut where the majority of other products would just pass through similar to like food passes through the same day
0: so For someone who is literally like, let's talk probiotics 101, like what does it exactly help with? I know we're talking about, you know, helping with the gut microbiome and kind of making this lasting impact. But what does that
1: even mean? Yeah, well, in my opinion, and I think this is very substantiated by a lot of you know, health experts out there, it's kind of ground zero when Mm -hmm. you're talking about your gut. I mean, your gut is really dictating so much of your overall health. So we really want to focus on our gut. And you want a probiotic that is going to actually make a change. And so the analogy I love to use is a garden. So if you envision your, your gut kind of being like a garden and that garden has plants in there and it's got some weeds growing and the weeds are kind of overtaking the good plants in the garden... And then kind of like in your gut, you've got the good bacteria and the bad bacteria and the bad bacteria is taking over the good bacteria in the gut. So the majority of probiotics on the market that are made up of lactobacillus bifidobacterium, you throw them in that garden. Most of them never survive. They don't even get to that garden. But for argument's sake, let's just say they do get to that garden they will maybe plant a new plant in that garden, but they're not doing anything with the weeds. They're not doing anything with those plants that just need a little bit more help to come back to life. Where the spores go in that garden, they get their 100% alive, and then they go in there and they actually attach to the soil. They're getting rid of the weeds. They're helping those plants come back to life. So if you compare that to your gut, the spores go into the gut They attach to the intestinal cell wall. They actually have the ability to compete with, get rid of the overgrowth of pathogenic bacteria. And then they have the ability to help our beneficial bacteria come back to life and flourish in your gut. So it's such an effective approach and why we see such profound results with the product. And and we always say, you know, we have so many customers that come to us for gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, all of the, you know, items that you've mentioned. But we have seen so many people that have been on it for a couple months and they're like, oh, you know, I have a. I'm in a better mood. You know, is is there a reason why? I'm, you know, I've been on this product. I'm like, yeah, or I have more energy, or I'm sleeping better. You know, we came from the pharma world, and it's like side effects in the pharmaceutical world are like, you know, suicidal thoughts, you know, bloody stools, all these horrible it's things. So scary. Yeah, it's so scary. With with our product, it's like side effects are like. Better energy, better mood, sleeping better, weight, better weight management. We see that a lot. I mean, of course, if you're more regular, you're starting to get rid of those toxins on a regular basis. So it's really, really important that we focus on our gut health when we're, you know, talking about overall health and and when you are finding a probiotic that you are, you know, finding one that has research behind it and, you know, you give it a try for Mm -hmm. a good couple months. Well, I mean... From personal experience, like I started taking
0: probiotics when I was much, much, much younger. And actually, the reason was I used to get the most frequent UTIs. I like I cannot even explain to you like I would have sex and immediately I'd get a UTI like the very second. And I would do like the whole pee after you have sex, that whole thing. Okay. still, it was horrible. And so every time I'd get it, it would get so bad that I have to go on antibiotics. And it was this like whole Cycle. cycle. And then I was like, okay, fuck this. I'm going to start taking probiotics. And the difference that I saw, I don't get
1: UTIs anymore, yeah. ever. Yeah, it's, well, because our va- our gut microbiome is dictating our vaginal microbiome. So absolutely, I've told so many people. We actually have a UT, um, like a urinary tract health product, too, which is separate. But I always say, like, start with the probiotic and see if that does it for you. Because the probiotic, it is your gut microbiome that is actually helping, you know, support your vaginal microbiome.
0: Yeah, I mean, it changed my life. Yeah. Like, and I I suffered from UTIs for years. It was horrible. Wow. And you're just tired
1: and it's just horrible. Yeah, so, it and, is horrible. And and th- I mean, thank God that you were able to know to go on a probiotic. But think about, you know, most people don't know that. And certainly doctors aren't telling them to do that. So, no, I no. was never once told by my doctor to try a
0: probiotic. It was like, here's your antibiotic, go home. Right. So that, yeah. I mean... Like I just I have to reference that because I know that women go through it and it's horrible. Yeah. The other thing is this is not something that I've dealt with personally, but I've also heard that when people come off
1: of antibiotics, they can have yeast infections. Why is that? Yeah. Well, because the same thing that yeast is trying to take over, like candida is a normal part of our gut flora. It's Uh a part of it, but we know that it's the overgrowth of it. And we know that the antibiotics is killing off all of our good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria. So it's allowing that yeast to overgrow. So the yeast is already there. All of our healthy microbiomes have yeast in there. It's just when it becomes overgrown, the minute you get rid of that beneficial bacteria, it's great grounds for like the yeast to overgrow. So we, yeah, you see that all the time. And that's what's so key about the spores is they actually, I always say they elbow them out. They elbow out that yeast overgrowth. Well, what's the strain that you just named? For the psychobiotic? Yeah. Bifidolongum 1714. But that's not in the that's, that's not, not a spore the... base. No. Got it. Okay. And then what about in the regular probiotic? What strains do you use? Okay, in those, we use the H U Bacillus subtilis H U uh-huh. fifty eight, Bacillus clausi, bacillus subtilis, bacillus did I say Bacillus indicus? HU thirty six. That yeah, that's <laughs> like my Bacillus indicus H U thirty six is like the rock star ingredient in our product. So it's like <laughs> So why is it that we keep
0: hearing about lactobacillus? Like every probiotic on the face of the planet constantly, it's
1: lactobacillus. Why is it that that's the one that everyone's talking about? Yeah, that is such a good question. Okay. So if you remember earlier, I had mentioned that we and the majority of our microbes in our system are lactobacillus or bifido type of strains. Mm -hmm. That is what we are inoculated during vaginal childbirth. Now, the problem is that like our ancestors never got more lacto or bifidobacterium strains from the environment. That's Mm -hmm. when we got them. It was the bacillus strains, the strains that are found in Just Thrive those types of strains are what we got off the land. Our ancestors used to eat roots and tubers off the land, and they would get those microbes from the soil. That was what humans, as we evolved, we were meant to consume the bacillus strains to support the lactobacillus and the bifidobacterium strains. That's why we always hear about that. But there was never a time in nature, you know, where our ancestors evolved, that we got more lactobacillus or more bifidobacterium. It was only through childbirth that we were passed on when we were inoculated with those bacteria. The way we supported those were through bacillus bacteria that were coming from the soil.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is kind of like deciding to for like skincare, that's like the parallel that I'm going to draw, like using something like vitamin C, which helps with collagen production versus like taking collagen just on its own, which is shown to like, because vitamin C helps with the production of collagen, which is arguably better. Right, right. Absolutely. Great analogy. That's really fascinating. So I know that you guys also have a Just Calm product as well. So what's the difference
1: between that and the regular probiotic? Yeah. So the regular probiotic is helping with that leakiness of the gut. It's mm-hmm. helping with, you know, Changing that ecosystem in the gut, you know, making sure that there's more beneficial bacteria than there's detrimental bacteria in the gut. It's a spore-based probiotic. That's our main product. I always say it's like ground zero. It's where you start with health. It's allowing all of our other nutrients that we're eating absorb that much better. If our gut is inflamed, we're not absorbing nutrients. Our psychobiotic product, which is just calm, has the strain in there called Bifidolongum 1714. This is not a spore based probiotic, but it has this exopolysaccharide shell around itself that allows it to get through. It's not enteric coating, it's not some special engineering. These are strains that actually have this coating, this peptidoglycan coating around it that allows it to get through to the intestines. This strain has been so extensively studied by the APC out of Cork, Ireland, that showing us that it's actually bringing down cortisol levels. Actually having us have a better perception of stress. So if the, you know, you see something, if you're stressed out about something, you're actually able to handle it better. It's actually changing brainwave activity. So putting us more into that theta wave state. So, you know, when we're, we're trying to get into meditation, we want to get into that flow state, that, mm-hmm. you know, creative state. It helps with that as well. So it's been so extensively studying and it is, it is like flown off our shelves, as you could imagine, because of course, it's an epidemic right now what people are dealing with with stress. That's incredible. And are you able to have
0: both together or do you recommend kind of like switching in and out of both of them?
1: Oh yes, absolutely take both together. I mean, we would always recommend it's they're going to work they work synergistically. I mean, they're perfectly, you know, great to work together. In fact, I I would yeah, I would definitely recommend taking them together. And then, do you recommend that both are taken with food? Like, what's your probiotic regime? Yeah, with the spore-based probiotic, we always recommend taking it with food. You uh-huh. could take it on an empty stomach, but we've actually studied this to show that these strains work better in the presence of food, so they proliferate with the presence of food, which is very different than most probiotics. Because most probiotics, they would tell you take it on an empty stomach, mm-hmm. and the reason they do that is because the pH of your stomach is higher when it's empty, and most probiotics are the higher the pH, the more likely they can get some of it to survive. Wow. Yeah. But ours, when we studied survive, what the first study we ever did with our product was with a gastric survivability study, and it showed ours was a 1.2, 1.3 pH, and ours survived 100%. Anyway, so we would recommend with the spore-based probiotic to take it with food. Any time of the day, it doesn't matter. Just take one capsule a day with food. Unless you're on an antibiotic, then I would take two at the same time. And then with the just Calm product, I would suggest taking that maybe later in the afternoon with or without food. It really doesn't matter. But that seems to be when cortisol levels are higher later in the afternoon. and Or if you just are super stressed out, your cortisol levels are super high in the morning, then take it in the morning too. It, do, it's, it really doesn't make people sleepy, although it does promote sleep because, of mm-hmm. course, if you're calm or you're going to sleep better. Of course, that's
0: incredible. So I want to talk about the fact that, again, like I want to go back to this like marketing and, you know, just maybe some myths around probiotics. Anytime I look at a probiotic, it's like 3 billion CFUs, like Mm -hmm. 30
1: billion, 100 million. Does that even matter? You're seeing probiotics now that are, you know, 10 billion CFUs, 50 billion CFUs, 100 billion CFUs. And There are no studies that we are aware of that shows more is better. That is really only become marketing or they know they're not surviving. So they're trying to get something into the intestines. I mean, our product only has 3 billion CFUs. And we know with our 3 billion CFUs and four strains... We have a study, the gut model study, that showed a 30% favorable shift in the gut after two weeks. I mean, just after two weeks, we've saw seen a 30% favorable shift. I don't know of any other probiotic that has a study of that magnitude to show that type of shift in that ecosystem in the gut. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, it's crazy. And so this 50 billion, 100 billion, I mean, it's just, I would always ask some, ask a manufacturer, like, show me the studies of what kind of change, you know, you're Mm going to make on there. And, and by and large, you know, they won't have those types of studies. They'll have studies maybe on the individual strains. Yeah. But not on, you know, the actual, you know, combination of them. That's insane. Yeah. It is insane. Talk to me about pairing
0: a probiotic with a prebiotic. Do you think that that's necessary? What, in your
1: opinion, is the role of a postbiotic? Like, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. So with the probiotic, you can't get those strains from food. You know, we think we could have, you know, fermented foods and things like that. Yes, fermented foods, I think, are incredibly beneficial. I eat them all the time. I love them. They're very nutrient-dense, and they give our gut lots of support. They are not a replacement for probiotics. They're not actually shifting the gut bacteria the way we want it to, but they are beneficial to the gut. With But you can't really get those strains in the spore base from food in the world that we live mm-hmm. in right now prebiotic, you can. You can get lots of prebiotic foods. You could eat lots of prebiotic foods. But in order to create a lot of diversity, I would recommend taking a prebiotic. I take it every day. I take our prebiotic drink mix every day. I'm doing everything I can to support my gut health because I know how important it is for us. But if you're eating lots of prebiotic foods, it wouldn't be necessary. Can you explain to our audience what a prebiotic even is? Oh, yes, you're right. I forgot that I should have probably done that. So back to that garden analogy, Think of it as like the fertilizer for the garden. So it's the food for that garden. Now, the problem with a lot of prebiotics is that they will put the fertilizer in that garden and they're going to feed the bad bacteria as well as the good bacteria. So they're going to feed the, you know, good plants but they're also going to feed the weeds mm-hmm, in the, the weeds, garden. Yeah. We don't want that to happen. And that's why we took years before we launched a prebiotic because we only wanted fibers that actually targeted only the beneficial bacteria. So ours only feeds the beneficial bacteria in the gut. That's incredible. What kind of fibers do you guys use? Yeah, oligosaccharides. Okay. Yeah, so they're really, it's it, it's been amazing. I mean, it's also been, I've seen a lot of customers see, feeling full longer because of it. You know, we see the probiotic alone, people feel better, like weight management. But with the oligosaccharides, you start to see people, they feel more satiated as well. That's incredible. I mean, like
0: it's true, like prebiotics and just like high quality fibers in general are just so, so good for overall yeah. gut health. Like it, it impacts kind of like everything. Yep. And weight management, of course, is like one of those things, because if you're full and like you've eaten the right thing and you're feeding the right gut bacteria, that's that's a really good thing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Talk to me about other supplements that people should add into their routine for prime gut health. Yeah.
1: Well, all of the array products, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your products are awesome. I mean, Thank and, you. and that's what I love to tell people. Like, you know, people will be like, well, I heard about this probiotic and I, this one. And I mean, I think we're going to be at a point where we're taking several different gut health, gut supporting products. Because I agree. We, our gut is dictating so much of our health. I know I've said it like three times, but I can't overstate that enough because... We really need to be focusing on our gut health. I mean, we know neurotransmitters. I mean, 90% of our serotonin, our happy hormones produced in our gut, GABA is produced in our gut, our calming hormone, dopamine is produced in our gut. All of these things that are affecting our mood are produced in our gut. So, there are certain strains that will come down the pipeline, just like this psychobiotic strain that's found in Just Column came. You know, this is targeting the gut brain access. I mean, there's going to be other probiotics that are coming out that are going to be targeting certain functions even better. But foundationally, we need to take the spores just to like clean up that garden. But then we also want to be taking herbs and different, you know, ingredients that are in array and even our products and different probiotics from other brands that are just supporting that gut health. So, I I mean, I just, I think that's where we start with
0: health. I couldn't agree more with you. And like, I have this conversation with our customers as well, where they're like, oh, well, if I'm taking your bloat capsules, then do I need to take a probiotic? I'm like, absolutely. Like, we don't have a probiotic in our products. Like, that is absolutely necessary for just, as you said, it's ground zero of gut health. And uh, like, I just I couldn't recommend it more because with everything that's going on and around our environment, like a probiotic is absolutely necessary because I feel like quality of food, like the soil, you know, yeah. environmental toxins, like everything is kind of
1: impacting our gut health or lack thereof. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, it is where we start. And so I I would definitely say the probiotic, I mean, for me, non-negotiable are the probiotic. We have an, our prebiotic and our IgG product. I love that. But that was, Wait, what's the IgG the, product? It's a immunoglobulin G. It's like a non-dairy alternative to colostrum. And I mean, it, and it has 25% more IgG than colostrum does. So. Really? And it's like, yeah. So it's really, it's a great, great product. It's Wait, further...
0: it, it, can you explain what it does exactly? Yeah, so, because like, I know then the reason I asked this and I don't want to get off track yeah. here, but at the same time, I know that colostrum is such like a hot... But buzzword Buzz, yeah. <laughs> yeah. buzzword but i think people take it not knowing its benefits or like what it's even doing so if you are you said it's igg yes what does it do like what are the benefits what does it even
1: mean that it has like it's like a non dairy colostrum yeah so igg stands for immunoglobulin g immunoglobulin g is like the most abundant antibody in the body. And so antibodies are meant to like fight off attackers in the body. You know, they're like the police and they're trying to get rid of all these attackers. So I love your analogies. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I needed to dumb it down when I started to because I'm like, I don't understand all this stuff. But basically, our IgG product gives us 25 percent more IgG in our gut that we don't ordinarily have, so it's helping, which is where most of the attackers and offenders are, are in our gut. So it's just further support of that gut lining, and so most colostrum products—I mean, or colostrum has dairy, and we don't have any dairy in our products. So, so it, I guess its primary function is like immune. Yes, immune health. Yes. And further support of the gut lining, which is so critical. That's a whole other podcast episode to talk about how important that gut lining is. But, you know, really, it's further support of the gut lining. The probiotic alone, we have a double blind human clinical trial on our formulation of strains with leaky gut, showing that it's sealing up that leakiness of the gut. But now we've got further support with the IgG. That's incredible. And I do have to call it out
0: as like a peer that it's Incredibly difficult and expensive to conduct clinical trials. And it's not something that most brands bother to do. And it's very cool to see a brand like yours having conducted that clinical trial
1: because it's super important and it's super rare. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's where we put our resources to, you know, and we learn later we have to do something with marketing. (laughs) You know, it's like we were like, we have this great product, it works so well, and we've got all this research. And then I'm like, oh, now we need to learn about marketing. You know, that's a whole other (laughs) (laughs) ballgame. Oh, my gosh. Tina, this has been awesome. Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, the best place to find us is just thrivehealth.com. And um, I think we have a coupon for your audience. Yes, too. I'm going to be sharing that right at the intro. So people okay. can go get their Just Thrive probiotic. Oh. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. It was so much fun.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sifhider. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people. Learn and unlearn and have a lot of fun. See you next week.